for October the 19th, 2020. This is Total Games, episode 196. Well, since my last episode, there has been a few bans. Um, Omnath was banned, and so was the um, Lucky Charm. And I think uh, even uh, there was a third card as well. Oh yeah, Escape from the Wilds was banned as well. So uh, it uh, that that kind of put a stop to my um, my product uh, um, progress with the the Omnath deck, my Omnath Adventure deck I was talking about, um, <clears throat> and uh, I had to start. Uh, <laughs> Going back to the drawing board, uh, seeing what else uh, was working, and um, although I, I can uh, agree that it was probably the right move, um, I mean, I, for once I was on the train of, of the the dominating deck. Uh, usually, I'm on the receiving end of of those uh, decks, and like with Teferi um, and uh, into the wilds and all that. Um, or wild reclamation, I mean, uh, wilderness reclamation, and um, and so uh, this time I was uh, actually benefiting from uh, this uh, skewed uh, meta, but uh, I'll agree that it was probably the right thing to do to <clears throat> to ban Almath and um, Lucky Charm to to put an end to the domination of Almath and adventure and the combination of the two. So after that, I went back to my uh, Gruel Mutate Swarm deck, which is, um, I don't know if I've talked about it, but um, it's, of course, uh, as you can tell by the name, it uh, revolves around Mutate, and specifically mutating scoot, scoot Swarms. Um, so, of course, the idea is to get your Scoot Swarm out and start... Um, Creating lots and lots of scoot swarms, but uh, prior to that, you want to mutate, put some mutates on them, so you get some really powerful uh, mutations going. Um, so um, to do that, I have um, Everquill Phoenix, uh, Gem Razor, Migratory Great Horn, and Auspicious Sterex in the deck, and. Um, to get things going, to get up to that uh, that uh, um, um, six land um, uh, tipping point, where you start uh, actually uh, cloning your scoot swarms, not just creating insects. Uh, I have some little critters in there, so um, I have uh, Radha Heart of Keld, which lets you play additional lands from your uh, from your library. And um, I have a dryad or a couple of dryad of the what's it called dryad of the Elysian Grove, um, which lets you play an additional land every turn. Um, and I think I also had no that that's the two that will increase the number of lands you can play. <clears throat> But then I have uh, some other things to help you along with mana, like the Lotus Cobra Lysian Um 
and uh, Cassandu Mammoth, which is both a land and, and uh, a creature with landfall, so <clears throat> that, that benefits as a creature from all the lands being played as well. Um, and a couple of Terror of the Peaks, so uh, I haven't really gotten that uh, to use that all that much, because uh, um, whenever that's in play, uh, usually the game land pretty quickly, but uh, my idea there was uh, if I could get one of those into play and then start uh, multiplying the the, um, the scoot swarms, then I could do a lot of damage and uh, take out the enemy that way. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, main um, the main body of the deck. You have a couple of Nyx Bloom Ancients as well, which triples uh, the amount of mana you get when tapping a source for mana. Uh, which also gets things uh, going crazy. And that, together with the uh, Great Henge, and um, also uh, Garrick's Uprising, which will both let you uh, uh, draw extra cards when you play um, just creatures in general when it comes to the Great Henge, and uh, creatures with uh, power 4 greater with, when it comes to Garrick's Uprising. Of course, uh, that uh, can... Um, start to become a problem when you start uh, multiplying your scoot swarms if you've uh, mutated them into four plus uh, power creatures because um, all of a sudden you're you have all your deck in your hand and you just have to win on that turn um, I actually think I I um, messed up for myself and, and lost once because I was just uh, playing too many <laughs> creatures and just pulling all my cards into my hand uh, and once I just had to, to hold back, uh, just leave four cards in the uh, in the library for the turn after, and just hope that uh, there was no effect that would cause me to to draw more than my I uh, the one card. Um, but yeah, this deck is a, a fairly successful deck. I mean, I mean, it has a good statistic. I have fifty eight percent win, uh, sixty on play, and fifty six on draw. Of course. Um, that's not all from from being um, uh, ranked. Uh, well, it's from being ranked, but it's from being ranked uh, further down in the rankings uh, as well. So once I hit uh, Diamond 1, things got really tough, and um, I had, uh, had problems pushing into to Mythic. Uh, I was just uh, sitting there. Um, so I, was, I had a win rate of uh, 55% about with this deck, so it was moving very slowly. Um, in any particular direction. So I started looking around for other decks um, that could help me. I mean, of course, I was still playing my uh, Ancient Artifact deck uh, in Historic, but Historic is so unpredictable, you never know what's going to happen uh, because it's so <laughs> broken uh, in, in times. Um, so uh, I didn't want to rely on that completely. I, I played a, a Monogreen Aggro deck, uh, that uh, I um, saw was, was doing well in the meta. But uh, yeah, it's not that fun to play that deck, so uh, I, I tried to look for something else. And I, I uh, noticed that uh, the Hateful Aelon and the Lurus deck uh, were doing fairly well. And uh, I've been playing the uh, a uh, white and black one um, earlier. Um, 
but uh, I wasn't having all that much success with it anymore. Um, so I tried a mono black one and it turned out to be a really, really great deck uh, for the current meta. Um, it, I, I got uh, fairly easily, I moved into Mythic with it and um, I've been doing fairly well with it uh, after that as well. Currently I have a 63% win rate uh, with 66 on play and 56, uh, 57 on draw. And uh, I'm doing well against most, most matchups. Um, the blue and black rogue decks, uh, milling decks, are, are a problem. I haven't won a single time against them <laughs> in the rank. Um, so that's that, those are really difficult. Also having some issues with the uh, white and black decks and uh, red aggro decks. I, I tend to not win very often. But uh, I guess most of, of the matchups I'll, I'll win. Um, and uh, so it's um, it's a and it's a fun fun deck to play. Um, so it of course all uh, revolves around having uh, Lurus as your companion, and then um, that of course dictates that all your uh, permanents uh, have a casting cost of two or less, and um, you really want to do uh, a lot of uh, reusing of the, those uh, permanents as you can cast one from the graveyard every turn. And uh, the perfect combination is of course uh, having Hateful Eidolon in play and then uh, casting Myra's Grasp and uh, Deadweight um, which will of course go to the graveyard and you can replay them and also you will get an, a card for every one of those on a creature that dies. Um, so that really gets you pumping uh, up, uh, picking up a lot of cards, and uh, and then just taking out a lot of uh, enemy uh, creatures, especially the smaller ones early on. Um, and uh, also, you I have a four four archfiend vessels in there, which uh, come in to play as a one one with lifelink. Um, but if you play it from your graveyard. Um, then instead it's uh, exiled and you get a 5-5 five, five flyer, uh, which is uh, really powerful. You can get that going early on. So you want to recast that, kill it as soon as possible, and then, then re uh, recast it either with um, Lurus or um, I also have um, four Call of the Death Dweller uh, in here. So uh, you can use those. Um, Although you want to kind of save those if you can uh, for Lurus, but uh, not you don't want to hold on to them too tight because uh, you still want to be able to use them uh, uh, and, and then just not have them sit in your hand. Another addition which uh, is new for, for this uh, variant of the deck is uh, Mogur's Favor, which is uh, really good. Um, it's it just uh, it's a one drop, one black, and... Um, it's an enchantment that gives a creature plus two, minus one. So you can use it either to boost one of your creatures that has uh, toughness more than one, uh, or you can use it to, to kill um, a creature which is either just has a toughness one or that you've uh, dwindled down to one in, in either by damage or by uh, enchantment. Uh, and, and the great thing about it is that it has exile or escape, uh, for two and one black, and uh, just two cards. 
So if you, even if you don't have Lurus in play, or if you've uh, used Lurus for some other card, you can uh, replay. Um, you can play replay Mogi, Mogi's uh, favor. Um, anyway, so so that uh, works great uh, as well. Also have four acquisitions experts, which is a uh, one-two human rogue, which reads: When acquisition expert enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals a number of cards from their hand equal to the number of creatures in your party. You choose one of those cards. That player discards that card. So um, this isn't a party deck, so uh, I don't usually will just that will just be one card that they have to show. But luckily, I have a couple of. Um, uh, clerics in here in the form of uh, uh, Ortrine Vessels. Uh, so if those are in play and haven't been turned into the Archfiend or whatever it's called, um, the uh, Demon, um, then you, then the uh, opponent has to show you two cards instead. So um, that's a good little bonus uh, there as well. And uh, yeah, being able to replay those several times by having them die and then uh, casting them with Lurus uh, is uh, another great way to dwindle your opponent's uh, cards from hand. Um, there's a, a few other cards in here that will help you along the way. Myers Triton, which will have you mill a couple of cards to your graveyard to get you started on, on uh, uh, playing things uh, from there if, if you have Lurus uh, on hand. Um, and also they have Death Touch, which is a good... Uh, um, uh, works as a good um, uh, defense as well. Uh, Order of Midnight for those, which uh, of course has the um, uh, adventure that lets you... Um, the adventure of uh, Alter Fate which uh, lets you return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So that's a good save for a Lurus uh, or another card as well, but uh, mainly for Lurus. And then you get a flyer, which uh, of course can't block, but at least uh, it's a good way to, to get through to the enemy. Uh, later in the game, you might play Mogi's uh, favor on it and turn it into 4-1, so you can just uh, do that extra little damage that will take you to the... To the win. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I think I mentioned all the cards in here. Um, it's a fast playing deck since everything is cheap and you really want to use uh, the Hateful Aidlon to your advantage to keep pulling cards so you can use all your mana. And of course with Lurus as well so you can uh, keep uh, casting things from your graveyard. And uh, usually you'll just overwhelm the enemy uh, or enemy, the opponent uh, that way. So this deck has been a lot of fun and, and really got me uh, uh, a long way. It got me into Mythic and uh, and uh, it's been I've been able to, to keep at around 90% at the moment. We'll see. I, I'm slowly, slowly moving my way up. I dropped down to 89 or something. Um, I'm slowly moving up. I think I'm at 92 at the moment. Hoping it would be cool to, to get into one of the numbered spots in the top 1500, but uh, I'm not uh, holding my breath for that. So, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, maybe that will be uh, in the next uh, uh, season. Besides uh, the Mythic Edelon deck, um, 
been experimenting some some here and there with uh, other other decks, um, and um, th they've been working fairly well for me. But uh, nothing nothing that really uh, holds a candle in uh, Mythic. But then I was uh, I just had this idea yesterday. There's this uh, event going on now, Sandigar uh, event, where there are three. Um, three pre-constructed uh, pre, uh, decks that you can choose from. And one one was an artifact deck. Uh, it's um, not restricted to standard, so it has some uh, historic cards in there. Um, but uh, it, it gave me an idea because uh, they were playing around with um, using the, um, the sacrifice mechanic um, to trigger uh, Sorcerer's Broom. Which is one of those cards that I've been wanting to try to incorporate into the deck uh, a while back. Um, kind of like the uh, Seven Dwarves. It's one of those cards that intrigued me, but I never really got it working uh, to to any uh, great success. Um, but uh, here they seem to have found a, a crack that nut because uh, with um, with uh, Sandicar Rising and uh, and uh, the um, um, the Forsaken Monument. Uh, all of a sudden, you have a lot of more mana, and you and it becomes viable to use Sorcerer's Broom. So, um, in the deck that they were using, they were using some uh, historic cards to that that uh, artifact cards that had sacrifice. But I started thinking uh, maybe I could make a deck um, just in standard that uh, would work in a similar way. And uh, looking at the artifacts available, uh, there was a fair amount, uh, more than I needed actually, that has uh, sacrifice. Um, and that would work well with having that doubled mana with Forsaken Monument. So um, yeah, in this deck I have, besides the mainstays, uh, Stone Cold Serpent, Ugin, Spear Dragon, um, uh, Forsaken Monument, of course, and uh, uh, Palladium Mirror. Um, I have uh, uh, some of those cards that uh, have sacrifice. So Scalding, uh, Scalding Cauldron, um, which lets you sacrifice it to do three damage to a target creature. Um, and uh, Spring... Jaw Trap, which is similarly, it costs one more, uh, but it has flash, and you can actually do the damage to any target. So um, that that uh, it makes it um, better for some, uh, well, in many cases, um, but not all. Um, so I have uh, just the one of that and three Scalding Cauldrons. Uh, three Maze Mind Tome, which of course is the mainstay for this type of deck. Uh, then I have two sleeper darts, which is another card you can sacrifice uh, there. Uh, the good thing is it doesn't uh, cost you anything, and you actually get to draw a card when you play it as well, which is a pretty uh, turned out to be a really good bonus here, which is just like with the Elon deck, uh, you really want to be drawing cards a lot, especially when you have uh, double your mana um, to, to use. You, you want to be able to have something to use it on. Uh, of course, four sorcerer's broom, um, which is uh, the center of this idea. Um, then I have uh, four uh, spare supplies, one of the new cards from from uh, Sandico Rising, 
which is also, it comes in tapped, uh, so you can't use it right away, but it uh, also gives you an extra draw when you play it. And you can sacrifice it for another draw for two mana. So uh, there you can trigger that sacrifice ability as well. Um, then I, I put a bit of red in here. Um, I put in a couple of Shatter Skull Smashing just because, uh, instead of a couple of mountains, just because I, I'm thinking that um, later on in the game I probably have a lot of mana, so uh, that, that could be come in handy. Uh, then I put in my Gadrek, the uh, Gadrek the Crown Scourge, uh, which uh, is at flying 5-4, um, which can't attack unless you have four or more artifacts. And at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. So that works very well in a uh, uh, an artifact deck. Um, so that uh, finally had a, a use. <laughs> I've had that for a while and not been able to use it really. Uh, I also put in two Valkyrie Awakening, um, which is an enchantment that... Uh, uh, or actually, don't know. No, Velkit Awakening is a uh, uh, um, one of those um, model lands, um, which is either a red mono uh, land or an instant, which uh, reads: put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. So that's also for if you get stuck with an extra Forsaken monuments in hand that you can't really play, um, mainly those uh, or anything else that you feel that you don't really need, you, you can uh, um, kind of cycle them out um, for something more useful. Then I have one Valakut Exploration, which is the uh, enchantment that has landfall. So uh, when a land enters the battlefield under your control, you exile the top card of your library and you may play that card for as long as it remains exiled. At the beginning of your end step, if there are cards exiled with Valkyrie ex uh, Exploration, put them into the owner's graveyard, and then Valkyrie Exploration deals uh, that much damage to an opponent. So it's an ex it's a, a way of of getting some extra cards to play, um, which can be useful here as well in this deck. Um, yeah, so this uh, deck has also been working really well for me, uh, even in Mythic. Um, I have a 57% win rate to 57 on both play and draw. And uh, here I do actually have a good uh, uh, win rate against the uh, irritating blue-black rogue decks. 100% um, win, actually. Uh, just two matches so far, but still. Um, and I've been just dominating uh, on, on play as well. So um, if I look at my... I, um, non-ranked uh, uh, statistics for this deck. Let's see, 87%. 87% percent on play, 33 on draw. Uh, 13 to 2 matches. So, yeah, this uh, has worked uh, extremely well. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play this deck. So um, that, that also uh, helps a lot, of course, in keeping the uh, game fresh. But, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, it for now.